this bookcast it number one ho ho Hello everybody, it's the Bookcast, it's episode number 143. Um, my name's Stephen, um, I'm the usual one. Uh, that guy's name is Troy. Hello Troy, how are you? Hashtag lovely boy. Lovely, lovely Troy, lovely boy. Um, and back from, I don't know, working while we were doing midday podcasts is Daniel. Hello. Recovering from having a tooth ripped out of his head. Hi. Yeah, this podcast is just going to be like a an ongoing saga of your unfortunate tooth issues. Oh, <laughs> we have an interesting few months ahead of us, mm. people. The Switch like is coming this. out. There's been, what, three bookcasts in the span of a week. Oh. So it's going to become like a, a little bit of a... A narrative behind it all. <laughs> you know, like, like, with the amount of, like, there's a direct this week, and I wouldn't be surprised if they start doing weekly directs in the lead up to the launch. Oh, my word. We could easily do, like, a weekly podcast I mean, at this point. looking at my audio <laughs> editing software so much this last week that I just, like, I'm starting <laughs> to see sound waves everywhere I look. It's not healthy. <laughs> um, but, anyway, um, so we're back again. I hope you didn't miss us from, like, three days ago. Um well, I wasn't here. They may have missed my yes dulcet tones. I don't know what it is. Um, so what we're going to do, uh, because we were lucky enough to have one of us go and actually play the dang Switch. Dang you, Troy. I'm very jealous of your switching. Um, I wonder who it was out of us three. <laughs> to be fair, Stephen it. and I could have gone. We just needed to have paid for flights to, to yes. Melbourne or wherever. I'm poor and you're unwell. So we left it to no, Troy. No, I'm trying to save up... I'm trying to save up for a stupid trip to Japan this year as well. I have well. to save up for a Switch, that price. Um, yeah, well, I spent a bunch mm, of money going down to play it that oh. I can't afford one now. <laughs> I, really want to, I really want to talk about that price, but... We'll get to it. it it'll be relevant at some point. <laughs> yes, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, so what we're going to do, since Troy has played it a little bit, uh, we opened it up to the community to send us in questions, because we have some first uh, first-hand accounts, and Troy can tell us all about what the Switch was like, and there are a couple of questions that are a little bit more general discussion and we'll chuck those on at the end. Um, so yeah, that's how this episode's going to be structured. Um, so I guess we'll jump right into some questions that were firstly gathered from the Discord. Um, first from user Dunnymeister. Hey, great name. <laughs> you have a great name. Um, so what's the screen quality like, viewing angles, colors, etc.? How would you describe it? Um brilliant actually it's one of, it's the case where because it's a 720 screen and it's relatively small like it's not that much bigger than a 3ds excel screen mm. in certain regards like it is much bigger but it's in that size bracket i guess you'd say i don't know how to it's B- bigger than a vita screen yeah I was actually looking at it without having seen it. It's hard to really judge, but from what I can gather from the resolution that it is and the size that it is, it seems like it would be a similar sort of dot pitch it's resolution. Pixel dental- yeah, yeah, pixel density. Pixel density thing, and it works. And it, it, it seems like it's probably tenetic. similar pixel density to a Vita, but bigger. Would Am I on the right track there, you reckon? I, I think so. I don't know what the resolution of a Vita is. Well, but I know the switch is 720. It's like 1280 by 720, I believe. I think. Yes. 
Yeah, yeah, 1280 <laughs> by 720. Yes, that is definitely right. Um, but the Vita, I don't know. But um, I, as for viewing angles, I didn't really tilt it much to try it, but I, I did kind of see it at an angle at, at a couple of points, and it looked fine. Like, I could tell what was on the screen. I've only seen it in um, photos, but gosh, the colours just pop. Like, looking at specifically at the Splatoon images and... Man, it's just vibrant as heck, and I'm really looking forward Vibrant's to holding it. Right. I've seen, I've seen some, I've seen some photos people have taken online of it at different viewing angles, and it looks fine. It looks great. I mean, the 3ds XL yeah. had pretty decent viewing angles, so yeah, seems like that's probably pretty decent. Um, yeah, I mean, if it's still sharp doing the screens, I mean, there were rumored uh, yes. to be. So expect that level of quality in terms of like how it's built. But better because, you know, technology has progressed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is not really part of the question, but people who've listened to this for a while know my concern slash disdain for the uh, checkerboard size pixels on the 3DS XL. I'm so glad that I'm never going to have to look at a portable 3DS. Well, no, I'm going to be able to have portable Nintendo games on a nice looking screen from now on. But that's just me. Well, I will say that, that, that. Hang on. Sorry. So I've. Never picked up on oh. it. I feel like a horrible person. What, what do you mean on the, the bottom screen, how you can see um, the sort of touchscreen stuff? Well, mainly or... just that you play games on an XL and it looks kind of pixelated and a little bit gross it's after the... aliasing. Yes, yeah. It's the jaggies. Oh, okay. So, because... So, 3DS games are made with the normal 3DS screen in, in mind, so they have to stretch up for the mm. XL? Yeah. That's like... also a thing that anti-aliasing would kind of break the 3D effect a little bit, so... Yeah. It just hard doesn't have it. And plus, it'd have to be way more powerful to support either anti-aliasing or a higher-resolution screen, which is what we have with the Switch, yeah. I guess. I'm the, I'm the worst, because I never notice any of these, like, graphical <laughs> problems. I kind of envy that. See, yeah. I always I can't pick even up on see it. frame rates. I just... So people are like, oh, the frame rate's well, dropping. I'm like, is it? Well, going back, um, that was actually a, a good point because aliasing is one of the first things that I notice in video games and graphics and stuff, and it never actually occurred to me to either look for it or see it on the Switch. So that probably means it doesn't really have an issue with that sort of jagginess. Nice. That's really positive for me and hopefully for other people <laughs> hope i'm not the only stickler for resolution here um i mean it's not the most scientific method of saying it doesn't have aliasing but but i mean if you don't it notice like, it, smack me it in the almost face. as good as not being there effectively i guess it might be the screen size yeah probably helps because i did notice it on um when it was i was playing uh, zelda on the tv yeah i definitely noticed it on there oh okay so yeah having it a small screen probably helps but I think that Zelda is still being worked on in terms mm. of it's going to be 1080 on the TV, but at, at its current state, it isn't. Okay. That's cool. Just by reading the discussion around. How much more work do they have to do on it? They've got like less than a month before it ships out. It could just be the case where they made the demo ages ago. Yeah, that seems likely. Okay. They've probably yeah. been, yeah, had that finalized a little while ago. Um, anyway, that's probably all that we need for the screen quality question. Um, this question I'm kind of keen to hear the answer on from Nognaught in the Discord. Because um, the back is so flat, does it still fi- does it still stick or feel firm in your hand when in portable mode, or does it feel like it'll slip off? Um, yeah, how does it feel? Is it nice to hold? Most of your grip is focused on the actual Joy-Cons, I felt. Okay. Um, I'm sure you're touching the back with a couple of fingers, but it felt like it's designed... I kill all my fingers, I guess, when I hold 
like the Wii U gamepad. Mm. But um, the Joy-Cons definitely have like the molded ergonomic grip okay. style to them. And I felt like the most, most of my grip was focused on that. That's neat, because I think yeah. the only point of comparison that I have is like an iPad mini that I own. And like that, I feel like I couldn't hold for extended periods of time because A, there's not really anywhere to grip it for a sort of gameplay style hold. Um, and even if like, with its current sort of texture, it can get slippery, I guess, if you're moving around your fingers or moving around your hands while using it. And I guess it sounds like yeah. this actually has grip to stop that, which is cool. It's got kind of like a matte finish texture to it as well, so it doesn't really feel slippery or anything. Okay. Would you compare holding it to, like, a larger Vita? No, I'd compare holding it to a thinner Wii U gamepad. Ooh. Well, I mean, because the Wii U gamepad sort of... It's contoured on the back. Yeah, and the Joy-Cons oh. kind of are as well. Oh, okay. I thought the Joy-Cons were sort of just, like, little flat... Uh, at, the, at the bottom, yeah, but at the top... It's it's kind of molded out for your fingers for the the triggers, and I think that kind yeah, of okay. just molds the way that your um that your the rest of your hand holds it. it. Okay, cool. But yeah, definitely. No, I felt that the Vita was uncomfortable to hold personally. Yeah, it does for long play sessions. It sort of even the 3ds does, but the Switch, I think, just having that little bit of a ergonomic lip near the triggers just kind of forces your hand in a comfortable position. I think as well, once again, without having touched it, I can't confirm, but just having a larger size, I can imagine it's easier to get your hands around it and feel secure in holding it, whereas with the Vita, I'm kind of craning my hands around it, and it's probably even worse with the 3DS. I just, I don't know, have to put my hand in an awkward position, but this sort of looks a bit more natural in the size. Yeah. I, I Honestly, I, I put it all down to where the triggers are. It It, it sounds weird, but... It's just where your index fingers are, which kind of... They're, they're lower, I guess. Okay. Yeah, I can... When I'm holding my Vita at the moment, I can sort of get that. It's like... Well, I've got giant hands, so I held my Vita in a claw grip to hit the, the triggers. Yeah, I guess the Vita doesn't really whereas have having any... having it behind the unit. Any spots to grab as such, whereas it sounds like this actually has some places for your fingers to rest that give it some grip. It's such a simple thing, but it works. Clearly. Strange aside, Troy, how tall are you? Uh, Is this Tinder questions? Um, oh boy. <laughs> six foot... Uh, Hashtag three. lovely boy. Because, no, I mean, I mean I, I'm six foot four, so I mean, like, I mean, and I'm going to imagine I, I, if we're both around the same height, would have similarly sized hands. Yeah. Well, as a segue to that, I'll talk about the Joy-Cons a little bit, because I had the same concern that mm. I even held the uh, Joy-Con in the palm of my hand and my hand eclipses it. It's it's that mm. big. Um, mm. And yeah, I was definitely really, really worried that it would not be comfortable or it'd be claw gripping and everything like that. But most of the games that kind of use the Joy-Con in that configuration aren't really... Long it, epic sort of... Yeah, exactly. And I don't think that they were even designed for that. I think, what was Mario Kart playable? Yeah, but I didn't play that with a Joy-Con. Uh. See, I think that'll be the real test, playing that with those. I could see... Because, I mean, when you're playing a racing game, your hands sort of... You, you tense up and you sort of hold things a bit tighter, and I could see that sort of... I think that's where the, the extra grip thingies... Mm. Uh, what are they called? Um, like the Joy-Con like the grips. other half of them. 
I think they're Joy-Con yeah. grips or straps. Joy-Con straps. Yeah. Yeah. They they kind of flesh it out the, a bit. How did you find the weight to hold it? Uh, so I'm told that the entire unit costs around uh, costs weighs around <laughs> 300 grams. Yeah, I've read that. So that sounds about right. I didn't pick it up and go, whoa, this is heavy or whoa, this is light. It felt normal. Um, like it felt solid for the size that it is. It felt perfect. If that makes sense. It didn't feel too light and cheap. Heavier than the Wii U gamepad or lighter? I I actually don't know. It's not something that came into mind to compare. For reference, the new Nintendo 3DS weighs 253 grams. So. Yeah, it definitely feels heavier than that, but more than 50 grams heavier than that. And I think it's honestly, it's just, it's so packed into the the screen bit because the Joy-Cons themselves... You forget that you're holding them when they're on their own. Oh, here we go. the The oh, new a, 3ds XL oh. is two hundred, or sorry, three hundred and twenty nine grams. So, mine a little bit less heavy than a 3ds XL. I feel like it's spread out though. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, the 3ds is very top heavy because I mean, there's a lot of the weight. Literally has a flappy screen head, and... flappy screen. Yeah. yeah. Flappy? How are you playing yours? I mean, the hinge. She flaps it. <laughs> the hinge is clearly not holding up well. <laughs> Gotta hinge him. <laughs> um, I'm go that's now. yeah. I guess. So, did you actually manage to play any games like I guess traditional non-motion controlled games with the Joy-Con? Like they, I've seen demos or at least in trailers they showed n- not Mario Kart, but also like uh, Ultra Street Fighter Two with playing a Joy-Con, and I could see all the buttons are there, but I can't imagine that being comfortable. Like, did you play any games with that sort of config? the life of me I can't remember how I played Street Fighter <laughs> <laughs> fair enough but I did play Bomberman with the Joy-Con okay and I guess um, getting your hand around it wasn't horrible wasn't horrible the main issue if anything is that the uh, joystick and the face buttons are very close together mm, it does look and a bit someone cramped with bigger hands that, that did get a little bit like worrisome but it didn't actually really interfere but that might just because I suck at Bomberman, Bomber I was killing myself in the first like, 10 seconds. <laughs> That's just Bomberman. That, that'll happen until you sort of figure it out. I feel out. like the Joy-Cons oh, being yeah. separate controllers is less like the intended way to play it and more of just you can, so oh, why well, not you're let here, you? Let's just do it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just sort of a the controller that you have is better than the controller you don't, I guess. Yeah, I... I I don't see anyone asking about the Pro Controller, so I'll get into it a tiny bit. Yeah, go for it. Uh, it feels about the same as the Wii U Pro Controller, but the thing that really impressed me is that it's got the gyro controls built into it now. Oh, that's nice. So I'll be able to play Splatoon the in the way Pro I want. Controller yeah. have gyro? Nope. No. Oh. Yeah. There you go. I always thought it did too, and then I decided to look it up one day, and nope. Uh, I'm told that the Pro Controller will last 80 hours on a charge or something ridiculous. Oh, thank... Man, that's so nice compared to a DualShock 4. <laughs> like, I, I <laughs> don't have any complaints with my DualShock 4 because I have it on a charging dock whenever I'm not using it, but, man, not having to do that would also be much nicer. Now, I read somewhere, I mean, some... but I'm not 100%. I haven't seen a source for it, but apparently the Joy-Cons last 20 hours. Well, I mean, the, um, the Wii U Pro Controller lasts obscenely long so it wouldn't surprise me I mean, if that's they made also this 80 hours. good grief 
Well, that's nice. <laughs> Again, I'm, I'm just spouting these numbers off. I'm not 100% sure. Yes, we are a completely but, um, unprepared podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, Pro Controller felt really comfy. I'd compare the build quality closer to the DualShock in terms of materials and okay. overall feel of it. I'm kind of happy that it doesn't look glossy, like that it won't sort of yeah. attract fingerprints and micro scratches and kind of look crummy if you don't take real good care of it. Well, Nintendo were talking about taking why. DNA from all the different consoles and the Pro Controller takes the transparent plastic. Heck yeah, that's so good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know why they... they anyone like thinks doing a glossy finish is a good idea because Sony did it with the with the first version of the Vita and like, I, I love my 3D my new 3DS faceplates but like, I'd love to use the Xenoblade one but it's glossy and it's like no it's just all the fingerprints especially so black I feel like white the... gets a pass but black is just just don't oh no this Xenoblade one's horrible because it's this red gloss Ooh. and it just like looks yeah yeah it's no. The only glossy one I would use is the Smash Brothers one, because, yeah, that's white. Well, um, while we're on the controller, and I guess this probably applies for both the Pro Controller and the Joy-Cons, uh, we have a question from from Twitter, Levanidi, Levanid, or at Adid. In my head, I read it as Elvanid or something. Okay. Can I Not vote sure. that whenever whenever we're getting people to read out usernames, it's always Stephen from now on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll be the official name <laughs> reader in chief. Um, Levanid at Flam Condor. Flam. I will include Flam links Condor. to all of the people who put through Twitter questions in the show notes, so you can, <laughs> if you want to find them on Twitter and can't understand how I say them, you'll be able to. <laughs> um, but yeah, analog triggers. Yes, no. Could you tell? Any idea? To me, it feels like no. Okay. It, it had a tiny bit of give to it, and then it just kind of. Gave in and clicked. Okay, so... So, I, I, th- I think... It, yeah, hmm. I think it's digital. That's a little bit of a bummer. I read a thread on Gaff today that said, yeah, they are digital. Yeah. And it definitely feels like but, it. Like, it, it feels like it had the potential to be at first. Because that was the first thing I actually tried. Yeah. <laughs> Play Mario Kart, and it just had a tiny bit of give, and then it just clicked. Oh, so. that's, that's a bit of a bummer, like, completely off the rails here. But that kind of throws GameCube Virtual Console out the window a little bit. Unless they do GameCube variant Joy-Cons or something, but the amount of tech that are built into those things? Mm. No. Oh, well, that's a shame. It would have been, you know, if they had have made them analog, that would have been perfect for anything. I do find it weird that they were um, sort of one of the though. first to do actual nice analog triggers and then they got rid of them immediately after while everyone else sort of made them better, like, arguably. Yeah, uh, well, the um, first... The first version of the classic controller for the Wii had analog triggers, but oh, they never too. used them. They were horrible. <laughs> <laughs> like only because of the the grip of that thing, it just felt weird to use them. But yeah, I you know I love most with, with the first with the first version of the classic controller. It has like this sort of weird button that looks like they they wanted to make a clip for it or something to hold into oh a, yeah um, and then there were those like mock-ups on um uh, on ign or wherever where you could like hook the Wii remote to the back of the classic controller but that was all just a mock-up and lies <laughs> um well i guess this is also on the joy cons we got a question from aussie offsider at aussie offsider um 
He simply says, does it... I wonder who that is. (laughs) Um, Does it click? And I'm going to assume he means the click of putting the Joy-Con back into the system or into the Joy-Con grip. So, does it click? Yes. (laughs) Cool. I didn't get get to do it myself because probably a security issue or something. Oh, that's a good good point. Don't want to run off with a prototype Joy-Con. Yeah, that would be terrible. No, I didn't do it. Um... (laughs) Uh, it, I heard a click, but it was also a very loud venue. Yeah, I, and I might have just been like hoping for the click, brainwashed there. into some like Pavlon- Pav- uh, Pavlovian <laughs> response to just see them go in and just it must click, click. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess we'll find that out at launch. Makes that same sort of clicking sound of the fingers. Yeah, instead of it actually them. having a mechanical click, it will just actually have a Japanese man clicking his fingers. Like this, a voice bite from that that presentation. <laughs> um, and yeah, the the last one we had from Twitter from uh, from Adam backslashio. Uh, he asks, I don't know if you could actually tell this, but do you know how the weight of the system felt without the security cord? I guess we kind of already covered this a little bit, but um, the security cord wasn't that heavy. It was more like it had a bracket on it, which ah, okay. in retrospect is probably why I felt it felt tiny bit heavier than the 3ds okay um but i'd say if it's on the same level as a 3ds xl look i think it's fine i found another point of comparison the wi-fi original vita was 260 grams and the slim vita is 219 so yeah and they felt solid because they were smaller Mm. so this the switch is definitely it's it's thin. Yeah, it's like this, a centimeter thin. It looks or ridiculously thin, like tablet thin, which is really awesome. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Oh, actually, one thing I don't know if you could really tell in the loud venue, but is that a fan vent on top? I believe it is. That's interesting. Feel anything coming out of it? I didn't or... really think to check, but <laughs> I did look at it and go, "That looks like a vent." Cool. Well, I'm pretty sure the speakers would be at the bottom. You'd you'd assume. Yeah. Well, that's a good point. I wonder, because they wouldn't be in the Joy-Cons, which is where I'd initially think they would go. I I'll probably look like an idiot right now, but... <laughs> it's fine. Um, well, yeah, those are all the questions that we got directly from the community, at least that are related to your hands-on experience. Um, I had... Somebody asked me about HD Rumble. That's literally what I was about to do. I have a question <laughs> that I am very interested to hear the answer to. So how does HD Rumble feel? Is it just like a weird rumble pack, or does it actually feel like you can tell how many glasses feel, of water you have? It doesn't feel like a rumble pack. It okay. doesn't feel like a controller vibration. Okay. It's weird. So remember when Xbox One was announced and they're talking about uh, the... The trigger rumble? Trigger rumble? Yeah, and they're going how about how it was like higher fidelity compared to... Just like the 360 controller and everything like that. Yeah. And then I tried it out and I went, all right, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Uh, I went in expecting the exact same uh, conclusion for the uh, Joy-Cons, but the 1-2 Switch has a safe cracking game and huh. basically hold a Joy-Con up, like vertical. Yeah. And you have to rotate it. To try and find the combination, and it will click like a combination, like a safe dial. Okay. Which is that very sort of 
it's a very subtle click when it when you are doing that exactly because I guess that couldn't really but, be emulated by a buzz because that would just be a buzz, not a click. But I guess if it yeah. legit felt like I was like cracking a safe at least, wow, playing around with the combination lock, I was amazed, and it took me a while for me to actually focus back in the game to try and win. <laughs> Fair enough, because to find the number, like the combination, you have to. Basically, just spin past all the numbers and try and feel for a click that feels different than the other clicks. Huh. That- and it was so subtle. I, I just could not get over... I sound like a fanboy, don't I? That's, that's it, fine. It really was yeah. fascinating and amazing. I say, if you've seen me on Twitter for the last few days, you're you're fine. <laughs> I've been fanboying all <laughs> over the place. <laughs> um, I'm fanboying over a vibration motor. I don't know how <laughs> they I did mean, it, but... I think... Rumble's sort of like an unappreciated sort of part of of gaming. It's not really... Whenever I think of Rumble, I just think of that um, transition from the first to second level of Halo where you're crash landing on it in the uh, escape pod. Yeah. Just boom, boom. And your controller's well, vibrating the... enough to, like, wake a neighborhood. <laughs> what's the, like, like the, the Rumble Stone from... Um, oh, what? Uh, from Ocarina of Time. Yeah. Or, I mean, I'm just thinking like how horror... Like, you know, I, I am the least likely person here to play a horror game, but I could see horror games getting a lot of... Oh, man. Opening rumble. a door and feeling it, like, weirdly... I, I reckon know. they could do that. Because <sighs> <sighs> the potential. I, I, I was too focused on the actual gameplay to really feel it for our arms, but I'm told that... So, I've seen a lot of people say that when they throw a punch and it connects, it feels like... The punch is like traveling up their arm. I I want a new trauma team. Holy smokes! Using this HD rumble, and you can actually sort of you know go, oh shit, that was the bone. I touched the bone or something. You Just, could. I reckon you could oh, do that. Oh man! Oh, it would be great for VR. Actually, not that I'm not a huge fan of VR, but that in my head would be the perfect. Yeah, it would kind of be like it. the you know PSVR has the move controllers. It would be like those if they had you know this nice. Rumble seems like an ina- inadequate word for it. The way you're describing it, it just sort Optic of seems feedback, maybe. Yeah, you know, I don't know if it's just, it's just something I remember someone, um, or something I saw online before the Wii got revealed, and then it was like some interview of a Nintendo person, and they were talking about you know, like touching is good, but feeling is better, and it's mm, like that's... that's sort of what they've gotten to now because <laughs> this is. Yeah, it's it's good enough feeling. for you to feel like it, it's the exact same sensation of spinning a dial on a combination lock. Go and do it now. That's what the Joy-Con feels like, one for one. BRB. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was I exaggerating. Like, like, it... I Yeah, I, I'm actually speechless. <laughs> well, no, I mean, with, with the actual conference that they had for it, they put a lot of emphasis on it, and I think it's a hard thing to sell... Unless you actually use it, because it's all well and good us watching go, oh yeah, you can tell how many blocks of ice are in there, and even when you will pour the water in. Yeah, but I mean, you know, for us it's like, yeah, yeah, sure, but I guess with Troy, he's actually used it, he's like, no, 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 it's true, and it is mind-blowing, and and now we're just sort of trying to figure out how that could be properly used for a game, like... Well, I'm thinking... God, God only knows what No More Heroes 3 would do with it. Someone brought up the really cool idea of maybe in like Splatoon, you, you get the rumble when you shoot, but when you're low on ink, maybe it's a different rumble. 
Oh yeah, like the feeling you of a, even the tank being less tank. heavy or less, I don't know, resonant while shooting. I guess. Or like in Overwatch, you have Sombra, and when she gets to an end of a, a clip in her uh, Uzi, it'll make a clicking sound for each bullet. Yeah, just you could definitely emulate you that. Could feel that or, or as opposed to hearing it. Yeah. I wonder how well that'll work while it's still attached to the to the switch itself. Like, I imagine you wouldn't be able to get the same range of feeling when it's not like your hand all around it. But I guess it's hard to tell. Yeah, I don't think there was anything there that was really doing that because I didn't really take notice to it until I had to put all of my concentration into it. I mm-hmm. guess. Okay. Because with the safe cracking one, you're not looking at a screen. I was literally just like looking up at the ceiling, spinning this Joy-Con. Just trying to avoid everything else that's not the click of this thing in your hand, I guess. Yeah, and the sound of the system saying, like, the uh, confirmation sound. Oh, yeah. Well, I guess- because once you find the right number, you have to, like, hold it there for a couple of seconds, and then it will go bleh. <laughs> um, Next one. Well, sort of one last question from me on 1-2 Switch. Sort of given that you've played yep. a couple of the games, it doesn't sound like all of them, but you know, a few. Two. <laughs> do you think? Do you think that's something that you would pay money for or play the games more than once? Or do you think it's more of just a tech demo-y sort of thing? You know, I still play Game & Wario with friends. Yeah. But, you know, if you can find the value in it... Mm-hmm. I, I definitely think you could keep playing 1-2-Switch. Okay. Is it like playing Wii Dare? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I play video games. <laughs> that, that, that is what it was called, right? It yeah. was called Wii Dare? I bought a copy of it for yeah. $1 because I needed a PS3 case. Wow. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> then I, I stole the... Well, I took the case and then traded it back in for more than a dollar at EP. <laughs> so I just got a oh free case. God. It was great. Anyway... That's that's beside the topic. <laughs> I think I think one two. It's it's the game that you pull out to go. Hey, look at this new console I got. Yeah, I mean, I think that's sort of been. This is probably getting a bit sidetracked, but that's been the focal point for a lot of the anger. Or I don't think anger is too strong of a word, but a lot of the negative attention towards the Switch has been because of one two Switch, and it's a game that a lot of people think is a, it's, it's a throwback to the Wii era, whereas I think a lot of people wanted Nintendo to be a bit more hardcore gamer-focused and serious. Honestly, I think this is... If you treat it like a WarioWare game. Yeah, that's the vibe that I got from the video and I was hoping that that's kind of how it plays. Yeah, it it really is. It's got the same humour and charm to it, just not without the Wario graphics and everything. Okay. I love watching those videos of the, the people just like pissing themselves laugh and playing it. Milking like the, a cow. The one where it's... Yeah, and it's like, just the girl is just... Looks like she's having the time of her life, and I'm like, I want to be on whatever she's on right now to be having that much fun. <laughs> One, two, switch is what she's on. Maybe she just become a um, farmer and milk cows for a living. <laughs> I think it's a game that you have to play with friends as well, because it really... They were putting the emphasis well, on looking at your uh, opponent rather than the game itself. Yeah, I did see that a lot. So, There's no single-player stuff, is there, apparently? I'm not sure. I mean, we only saw, like, the, the two-player versus stuff, but um, I played the Samurai one with Theo from the Vooks team. Mm-hmm. And basically, one person it gets chosen at random, one person has the sword above their head, and the other person has to clap. So the person brings the sword down, and the other person has to catch it when they clap. 
and you have to kind of read your opponent to make sure that, you know, they're not going to catch your sword or... Okay. You have to try and catch it. It was a lot of fun because we're just like staring at each other, like trying to, to bluff and... Hmm. Yeah, that did look a little kind of fun because, yeah, that's one of the few bits I saw on the stream. And, me, yeah, by the way, if you want to see Troy play 1-2-Switch, I think it's all archived on the Vooks Facebook page, so it give that a look. <laughs> that was my idea. I don't know why. Good idea. I, I kind of <laughs> wish that they were doing more of a Nintendo Land sort of... I think they vibe. want to avoid that. I, I get the vibe that the Switch is kind of meant to be a... Nintendo Land was so good, though. It oh, was like yeah, the I'm, I'm, best sort of tech demo thing ever. I'm talking more about the branding. Yeah. They're not trying to brand it as a Nintendo experience. They're trying to ex- brand it as an experience. Yeah. I think Nintendo, Nintendo's biggest weapon is that they are Nintendo, and they have this, like years of nostalgia that they can rely on, and I think they're sort of... I think they're trying to do something outside of that, though. That's getting back to the Wii sort of era. Their most successful that, era that in the completely... modern generation. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, I know, I agree. But but that was capturing a very sort of flash-in-the-pan sort of... That was going for audience. the non-gamer market, which but, I think is a very different thing to what the Switch is trying to do. They're trying to go for the gamer market rather than the Nintendo gamer market. Well, I guess... So I think brain... it, it's a, it is a WarioWare game. For all intents and purposes, it is. That's good. Other than the name, that that that's how I see it. It's cool. If you can get the value out of a WarioWare game, you can definitely get the value out of One Two Switch. Well, I think that will be yeah. We'll sort of cap off the direct questions about the experience from there. Uh, we do have some other questions though from from the Discord from a couple of people that were more sort of general discussions so these are more things that you know, everyone can jump in and have a chat about I guess. Um, so our first one is from Ariel Fox. Uh, what are the likely chances that we get any sort of Wii U virtual console given the talk of the last day regarding the virtual console? Um Obviously, we don't really have much information to go on, so this is going to be rampant speculation. I think the only thing that's been mentioned was a an interview that Reggie did with Chris Kohler of Wired, I believe is probably what they're referring to. Um, and yeah, basically they said, you know, he asked about, you know, is Virtual Console going to be a thing? Do we have to buy our games a third time? What's going to happen with it? And they basically said, there's a whole lot of weeks between now and when the game comes out. Keep an eye out. We, you know, implying that there's something to say about Virtual Console between now and launch. Any idea what that might be? I actually think, I mean, Nintendo sort of needs to be announcing stuff weekly for this. Yeah. Um, but what we've, well, we've got like six weeks-ish till it comes mm. out. And there's still a lot we don't know. And I think, I know it's a bit sad getting started from the question but I think having like weekly announcements and weekly mini directs to just sort of keep the hype going is good um as are we talking virtual console for Wii U games um yeah they mentioned 3D World as no. an example so yeah but you don't think no. so I mean there's I mean, no way I mean, to I mean, do two I mean, screens I mean even even um 3D World you need the touch screen for some of those for, for like a few levels you need the touch yeah, screen yeah that's not the issue is um, that just so many games require two screens yeah, and you don't have two yeah. screens anymore. Like it, it I, I c- looks like you do, but if that switch is in your hands, that means it's, it's not, not on the TV. the TV. 
and vice versa. I can see ports of Switch, of Wii U games, but yeah, yeah, not not a virtual console like service. It's just not. Don't sell your Wii U. Yeah. EB has a really Count nice trade ports. in uh, trade in for it, but if you're like me, don't get rid of it. <laughs> I mean, look, the Wii U is still a good system to have around. It, it you got ver- backwards compatibility to the Wii and the the Wii Virtual Console and WiiWare and all of this stuff, there's still a lot of really good games you can play on there. The Switch is a full, like, brand new start. Yeah. It's a reboot in a way, yeah. I do hope that we get, sort of, more discussion on what the Virtual Console will be. I I sincerely hope that if not... I'm not really expecting them to say, hey, your old catalogue, you can get the old Switch versions for free if you had it on previous consoles, but I would like there either to be... I guess a transfer service like the Wii to Wii U would be nice, but I don't really expect it. But at least the same sort of much discounted if, price would be nice, I guess. I don't know. If it were a license I mean, that- transfer issue, I could see them just charging like a cover charge, just say 20 bucks, and then you get all of your virtual console games that you already own. Mm, that would be nice. Just to cover any licensing I mean, that- fees. That was in the question Collar asked. He said, "There's people who've spent thousands of dollars on their um, on previous on virtual, their virtual consoles library over the years. So, what are you going to do for those people?" And I think Reese is like, "Oh, well, we know we have passionate fans, and we'll answer this more in the future." And it's like, hopefully, we get an answer. Well, it seems like we will get an answer before launch. So, you'll looks like you'll NES sort of... and SNES at least. Yes, we'll be getting Neo Geo as well. Ooh, where was that? Is that a definite? Yeah, um, SNK, I don't know if it's Virtual Console or if it's just Neo Geo games are coming to download, but they announced a few, like, um, I think Metal Slug 3, King of Fighters 98, um, World Heroes Perfect, I think it was, and there was two other games that I can't remember at the That's kind of good, yeah. like, I was, like, as, you know, to do with the question, I think our consensus is no, there's not going to be Wii U Virtual Console, or Wii U games on Virtual Console, but... I would really be happy, and it sounds like they might be leaning in this direction if they sort of focus on Virtual Console the same as they did on the Wii and have it more than just, like, your tentpole Nintendo franchises and a couple of other ones. Like, the Wii had, you know, they had Commodore 64 games, for crying out loud, Mega Drive, mm. uh, arcade games, Neo Geo, Turbo. yeah, Turbo Graphics. Like, they had everything they seemingly could on this system, well, I guess on this service, and then it kind of... On the Wii U, it's basically just been Nintendo games and a couple of other ones. Well, I mean, Virtual Console was such an afterthought on the Wii U anyway, because yeah. it wasn't at launch. Oh, it wasn't And either. it took, like, Iowata to go, oh, we're, we're you know, we're going to roll it out now. It's coming out, like, one game a month while we do a trial period, and here's, like, a 50-cent copy of Bloom Flight, and I'm like... Do we really need a trial period for Virtual Console? Hmm. Did it was a celebration for Famicom. It was like a festival thingy for the anniversary of Famicom. Yeah, that's right. And yeah, well... Which was still weird. <laughs> a little bit. But um, yeah, hopefully the Virtual Console is good. I'm sure we'll talk about it when we hear more about it. Um, But I'll take that opportunity to jump into the next question, which is somewhat related, I guess. Uh, They've mentioned at some point that there's going to be NES and SNES games that will have added online play, I I believe. I, I remember reading it somewhere. 
Um, it's on the actual Nintendo site. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. I'd look it up for somebody today. Oh, so, so they're actually going to do virtual co- or possibly virtual console with online. Seems that way. Yeah. Like I remember how they added oh. online to. I think it was Street Fighter Alpha Two on the Mega Drive. No, no, no. Oh. It was. It was just Street Fighter Two Championship. There was edition. there was a specific Street Fighter on Mega Drive, whichever one it was. But yeah, they added. Championship edition. They added online play to yep. it, like to the original version somehow, and I was just so amazed they did it. And I guess maybe they'll do that for more games now. Um, well, it looks like it's, it's tied it's into be, um, the um, subscription service. Ah, yes. Uh, it's going to be um, Mario Brothers and um, Ice Climbers. I think... And, Ur- and Urban Champion are going to have online Well, I want to point out that the, the wording of the, the statement says... Any... Oh, let me see if I can find the link. But it it's worded in such a way that it sounds like only the SNES ones might get it. Oh, okay. But, yeah, subscribers will get to download and play a Nintendo Ent- Entertainment System, NES, or S- Super Nintendo Entertainment System, Super NES, game, and then it says in brackets with newly added online play, okay. for free for a month. So that means that it's like, PlayStation Plus and stuff, you get your free game, but you only get it for that month. Yeah, I think they clarified that a bit further, and you lose it at the end of the month, which... But it's mm. the with newly added online play right after Super Nintendo. But I don't well, know if it's for... Obviously, we can assume Mario Kart's happening. Yeah. I'd say Mario Kart... I don't know if fighting games would be, because... That'd be well, a I lot mean, of that's the only one that they really added online play to in the past was a fighting game, so maybe that could be done. Yeah, but you'd imagine Capcom would be like, oh, well, we don't want you getting your online fighting fix with Super Street Fighter. You want to get, like, Ultra Super Street Fighter 2 or whatever the hell it's called. Yeah, yeah. potentially. That was pretty good. I do wonder, yeah, what other games do you think... I Like, for me, I think I would... Play Fighter I two. want online Kirby's Dream Course. Like, I would that buy that. That would be does hilarious. That have, does that have multiplayer? Yeah. yeah. It's basically... It's yeah, turn-by-turn. Turn-by-turn mini-golf. It's... Oh, that game is so cool. It took me so long to work out what was going on, like, sort of off-topic off story. When I first played it as a kid, I was like, what? This isn't Kirby. Why am I hitting around a ball? And then it sort of clicked after a little while. Oh, it's golf, except you can jump and be a tornado. This is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Just like real life. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think what else, like, like F-Zero, I think. Was F-Zero multiplayer? N- yep. Uh, I don't think it was, like, the Super no. NES one. F-Zero. I'm trying to think what, what Nintendo-made games would have multiplayer, and it's like Mario Kart, Stunt Race FX, I think, but there's a whole weird area with the FX chip. Um, Nintendo didn't really do a lot of multiplayer games on the Super I'd Nintendo. be pretty happy. It's not a Nintendo game as such, but I'd be happy with like the Donkey Kong Country games with off- uh, online multiplayer, uh, even though it's not really at the same time you kind of take turns depending on how you choose to play it that would be cool zombies ate my neighbor with online Ooh, yeah that'd be cool and zombies is on the um on the wii virtual console so that could happen um i think the simultaneous multiplayer stuff is definitely a focus yeah hockey and rock yes oh that'd be fantastic <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah i guess that's what we think of nes slash nes games getting online play we want them that would be fun um yeah and sort of the last question that we got from the discord was from gabe it's a heavy one yes a bit of a heavy one but maybe it's one a good heavy one to finish up on 
Do you see the Switch becoming another Wii U story with a poor launch lineup outside of Zelda leading to poor sales until more games come out and it's just playing catch-up? That's There's a lot to that question, and most of it's not terribly positive, but it's a fair question given that you know the launch lineup has been another sort of lightning rod for negativity around this thing. People are thinking... I saw a lot that why would I bother buying this $469 console to play Zelda when I can just play it on my Wii U? I think people just focus on launch day. Yes. When a lot of these console manufacturers have the the mentality of launch window. Hmm. So games like Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, for people who didn't buy a Wii U, like the people that they're probably trying to market to here, um, that's still in the launch window. Hmm. I mean, they seem to have, like, you know, it's got Mario Kart, Splatoon, um... Splatoon is winter for Australia. Yeah. So that's anywhere from June to August. So they seem to have planned out the launch window a bit better. Yeah. But even... I mean, look, this is part of my... Part of the reason why I'm sort of upset with what was shown or what wasn't shown at the um, at the conference, because Nintendo basically got a free pass from a lot of people for last year. For like the Wii got, well, sorry, the Wii U got um, Pokémon, Star Fox, and Mario uh, Paper Mario, and that was basically it from Nintendo for the Wii U. So, and everyone's like, oh, they're having a year off basically, so they can get ready for the Switch. And then the Switch comes out, and we were all expecting there to be, like, a ton of content to sort of flesh out that first year, but then it's like, ah, uh, there's Xenoblade 2, there's Mario, there's Zelda, there's Splatoon 2, which they've put two in it, but it still feels like a port of Splatoon, with some extra features. Um, and then Mario Kart, and it just, like, really, guys? That, that sort of... And I'm not saying that that's bad, because, I mean, that's a great lineup. but I think people were expecting a bit more. I can kind of see what you that. mean. I think that's on the people, though. Yeah, it, it is, but, I mean... Because that's actually a pretty good lineup for a Nintendo console. Like a gigantic is, Zelda, the, the... A, a gigantic Mario. Mario Kart 8 is a port, I'll, I'll give you that. Uh, new Splatoon. Uh, new <laughs> IP. You got oh, yeah, Xenoblade Arms 2. Like bit, yeah. We don't know when Fire Emblem Warriors is coming out, but we have that on the horizon. You know, it, it, I mean, this it's is... a really good lineup, all things considered. But I think, oh yeah, yeah, it's. I think people were just expecting a bit more. I think, um, but also, I'm hoping Nintendo has just been playing their cards really close to their chest because we still don't know what um, Retro has been working on or Monsters Monster Games, is it or. Um, next level since, since Federation, Federation Force, Force. Yeah, I think for me, um, like I'm super excited for a Mario game, but it's really hard to not temper that excitement when I realize it's going to be an entire year away. It's like, oh, the system's coming out so soon, and the Mario game's like, you know, most of a year away. I guess in realistic terms, for me, that you know, having a Zelda game at launch. I probably couldn't play a Zelda game and Mario Odyssey at the same time just because they're two immense games. And Splatoon coming partway through the year and Mario Kart, I'm going to just fall into that. I've never stopped playing Mario Kart since it came out, so I'll just continue that, I guess. I can can see where, like, the launch lineup, it's basically for tentpole games, it's Zelda on launch day. And I can see where people can be a bit bummed out by that, but... 
at the same time, not to compare it to the Wii U as a success story, but that had like a 2D Mario game that people were kind of, yeah, it's great for a 2D Mario game. And it had Nintendo Land, which people liked, but it's not really a system seller. I feel like as far as launches go, this is probably better than the Wii U launch, if that says much. Considering people like to compare this to the PS4 and Xbox One, if you compare the launches for them, I think this is way better. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, outside of something like the Game Boy Advance, no systems really had an absolutely stellar launch lineup. Like the the D- look at the DS as well. I prefer to forget about that. Port of Mario sixty four. Um, in Australia, we got WarriorWare Touch, a demo of the- Metroid Prime Hunters. Yeah, um, the three DS launch was Pilot Wings, uh, Steel Diver, and Nintendo Street Fighter four. And then, yeah, and Street Fighter four and Tom Clancy Shadow Wars, but. Okay. And then it was basically nothing until Zelda. So I'm looking at the list of Xbox One launch titles. Uh, they're all third-party things other than Dead Rising 3, Crimson Dragon, Killer Instinct, and Rise. I think... I think Forza was in there as well. Yeah, yeah, like, of... I guess if I'm comparing directly, like, PS4 had next to nothing at launch. Like, most people were playing... I can't remember what it was called, that PS Plus shooter, scrolling shooter that was really pretty, but I feel like having that as the game that most people were playing at launch kind of said a lot and made me feel a bit not horrible about getting it a few months afterwards. But um, as far as games that I'll actually play at launch, I think Zelda beats out the launches of any of the other consoles this generation. Oh, yeah. But that said, they kind it's of... It's been five years. Yeah. It's, but that said, I, c- I can see where people are coming from with the, you know, if this is all there is for the rest of the year, then maybe you know, if, if you're not a person who wants to play Splatoon and Mario Kart and Super Mario Odyssey... Well, I guess Super Mario Odyssey, everyone wants to play that, but I can see it's not as wide-ranging or as traditional gamer-specific, I guess, but I guess it's also a Nintendo well, I mean, console. If, if, Xenoblade, if Xenoblade does make this year, I think it, it, it's, it'll be a pretty solid first year. Um, and we still don't know, like, like, well, what's happening with Mario Maker, what's happening with Smash Brothers, um, what's happening with Pokken. I, I would assume that those are coming over... I did find it weird that they didn't even mention Smash Bros. Like, I thought that was a given, but I guess maybe if it is, it'll happen at a later stage. Next couple of weeks, I reckon. Yeah. And then there was nothing on that that very heavily rumoured Rabbids RPG, which I reckon that, that's got to be happening. That there's so much. Oh, that Rabbids like, RPG. Smoke around that. Um, <laughs> and then there was nothing really on Amiibos, and I. I hope Nintendo's like, no, we need to do something with Amiibos now before they die. So just going back one, I think they probably didn't mention Pokken or Smash because they're trying to focus on their new IP arms. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's probably a good point, and, yeah. And you already got Street Fighter in there as well. And I I get the feeling that Nintendo are really trying to give the third parties a fighting chance on this console. Yeah, I guess they don't want to just choke also, them out with Smash that would pretty much choke out most fighting sort of uh, fighting games at launch. Or a Nintendo console, definitely. Yeah. And and they also had, you think about it, they had Mario Kart, and I, I know Splatoon 2, but it still looks very much like the original one, and to most people, they will see it as a port. So they didn't want to have so much focus on games that are just carryover from Wii U stuff. Yeah, that's a good point, because the last thing they want is to be told that they're just rehashing games from last generation, like they have for Which- a while. <laughs> 
I mean, it's fair enough for them to do that because there's so much good stuff on the Wii U that just no one played. Like, I would happily buy Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze um, Banana Splits Edition or whatever. Like, <laughs> um, or, or even you know, even Mario 3D World. I would happily buy that again on, on the Switch because it was such a good game. I don't know. Um, I guess to sort of circle I mean, back to the original question, I think obviously none of us have a crystal ball and can't really tell, and all of us kind of really want this to be a success, so maybe that will colour our opinions. But I don't know. The where where Gabe mentions, you know, waiting for games to come out and it playing catch up, I feel like it's different enough from the other consoles that it's not going to be a direct comparison. I'm going to play the games and I'm going to play on a PS4. I doubt I'm going to be playing Dark Souls on this thing. I mean, I wouldn't say no, by the way, but um, like I feel like this is going to be more portable focused and a bit less, I don't know. It's a companion to something else. Yeah, as kind of Nintendo so has Nintendo been have for a long resigned. while. Yeah, they definitely are I mean, I, it, I mean, my, I still don't think it's portable enough for, like, portable software focused enough for me um but I, I think a lot of that comes down to it has zelda breath of the wild which is like the most triple a game i've ever seen in that you know it's it, the quality of it is so much bigger than everything else mm. and so when i look at what the output is for the switch i immediately think of zelda breath of the wild whereas for a handheld i'll think of oh no that's more zelda a link between worlds i think a bit more bit more personal a bit more bite size whereas um well nintendo are very much saying that this is just a home console that can be portable yeah exactly and and, and they're not deviating sort of from that have, that's sort of why i still have faith that maybe the ds line will continue down the road somehow but i still think them having all their all their efforts focused on one system would be better for them in the mm. long run um i mean it, it is you know i think a lot of the problem with the launch is it is Zelda's just drawing so much attention away from the other few titles like Bomberman R looks like you know that'll be a lot of fun but next to Zelda it's like oh yeah, yeah that's it's cool. not like a on system seller good but I'm sure it'll be mad good fun hmm. on launch day I will concede that Zelda pretty much shadows yeah. everything yeah but it, you have um, you have to look at it as a launch window thing that if you've got Zelda are you really going to be playing other games? Mm. I mean, for, for me, I think every Nintendo... Every Nintendo launch I've been day one at, which this is going back to the DS, I've always bought at least three titles. Like, with the DS, I got Mario, WarioWare, and Asphalt Racing. I think, on the DS, I think I only... I basically <laughs> played the Metro demo for a good week. I just didn't buy any games with it because um, I was a poor high school child. With with the Wii launch, I got Zelda, Call of Duty, and Monkey Ball, and I can't even remember what I got for the 3DS or this or the Wii U. But yeah, it's always been like three or more titles. But with the Switch, it's like, yeah, I'm gonna get Zelda. Um, I'll probably get Bomberman. Yeah, I think that's for me but as well. Like it's... those two are the main ones, and the other one, two Switch. I'm s- well, as fun as Troy makes it sound. I'm still hesitant to spend money on it <laughs> oh, if it's a full on, press plasma, title I would be plasma would have a great time with that it's true if it's 70 bucks then I'd be like hesitant <laughs> yeah that's the other thing I mean I, I, I worry about the switch especially in Australia because 
I think that price and the lack of compelling software outside of Zelda is really going to hurt people who, who who might be casually interested in it. Hopefully those I casual people see you play Zelda on the train and want to switch. I mean, also consider the eShop, which should be their day one. There should be some good titles in there as well for Nintendo fans. I I always think like digital platforms are great and all, but they don't. I find it hard to use them as a selling point for for the general public. For the general public, for sure, but for Nintendo fans that are already accustomed to looking to the eShop for the the hidden goodies. Like just just give me Dylan's Rolling Western for it on the eShop. Yeah, well. I agree with that. <laughs> I love oh, that. Oh, really? Yeah. Aww. Fellow Dylan fan. It's great. I haven't finished them because they get really hard, but... I know! It's just... I want to finish off the first one one of these days. We should we should do a VCR on Dylan's Rolling Western. Do it. Well, that's that question. Um, and that brings <laughs> us to the end of all of our community questions. So thank you everyone who submitted any question. It made for a, a fun episode and hopefully a fun one to listen to. Um, it's already an hour long. Yeah, no, we're That's we're good, good okay. at that. Um, but yeah, we haven't even gotta... mentioned that Street Pass and Meverse are gone. We will get onto yeah, that next gone. time. Um, yeah, yeah, I suspect we'll probably be doing another episode, probably not in two weeks' time. Yeah, week. I, I think we'll be doing it more more common or more regularly for the immediate future. We, we have a Fire Emblem direct to yeah. talk about. Yeah, a couple of days, a couple of things. So we, uh, everyone who went to the, the Switch event, we're all writing a impressions article that should hopefully be up by the time this gets edited, I guess. Yeah. Um, Depends how quickly I get it edited. Also, I'll race you. <laughs> our friends at Oceanic Offensive got invited to the uh, Sunday session of playing the Switch. So they played, I think, pretty much nothing but Splatoon 2. <laughs> awesome. Uh, I asked them to write up their thoughts on how that's going to affect all the changes that they made, how it's going to affect the um, competitive community for Splatoon. That's cool. So look out for that. That's everything for me. Cool. Um, yeah, I guess this. Uh, we've got a lot of switchy things on the site. We've got another two podcasts before this one, if you happen to be tuning into <laughs> this as your first bookcast. Before, yeah. during, and after. Yeah, the the three stages of... Switch elation. Grief. <laughs> uh, I didn't want to say grief, but yeah, that fits. Um, <laughs> yeah, so go on vooks.net, V-O-O-K-S.net. It's got all your info. Stephen? Yep. Stephen, can I pimp something? Pimp away. Plug away. I wrote something for the website and it was good. Oh, you did? I um, did a... It probably got yeah, buried no, under right. Switch a little bit, so <laughs> yeah. everyone have um, a squiz. Oh, it came out the day like the night before i did a um look at what 2017 has in store for the 3ds and i think i covered pretty much every sort of i mean i definitely covered all the retail games and most of the eShop stuff um like the 3ds has an amazing year ahead of it like, like probably not as big as last year but there's still so much good content coming to it um and then also sort of like included a list of all the all the, the the games that are still in Japan that haven't been localized yet and what I think the chances are for some of them because there's some stuff there that's like yeah that's definitely coming out um, over here um, and also there's meant to be a new Shin, Shin Megami Tensei game for 3DS this year as well so yeah on top of the one for Switch 
Mm. Um, so yeah, check that out. It's 3DS 2017. I might bug Vook to bump it to the top of the site. I'll link it in the show notes if anyone's curious. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've, I've got trailers to all the games in there, so if you like me, lazy, and don't want to read, you can just watch <laughs> just the watch. pretty pictures. And yeah, um, I'm so excited for Ever, for Ever Oasis. It's just... Oh. Um, yeah, that's pretty what, much what's going on. Uh, we'll have continuing coverage as things happen. It's all going to be on the website first because we write things more often than we podcast. Um, well, not recently, though. Um, but... Um, yeah, so keep an eye on the site, on YouTube, on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, on all of the things. Um, if you're curious about me, I am at Stephen Ipson on Twitter. Um, <laughs> Troy is on Twitter. Whereabouts are you on there? I'm a hashtag lovely boy. <laughs> hashtag tall and lovely I'm... boy, as we found out today. Yeah, very tall. Uh, at Stu Review. Glass of milk you are. Yes. Uh, so yeah, at, at Stu Review for Troy. Um, and finally, Daniel, what's where are you? I'm at I'm at Worth Nintendo. Worth is in money. Tendo is in Nintendo. In as in going at, inside. Yes, yes. You can look at my screenshots of Final Fantasy 15 that I seem to be uploading mainly <laughs> lately, or just. Are you coming up with new recipes? I love Ingus. He's like my favourite character in it because he's so... I don't know, he's just... If you want someone to talk about Cup Noodle with, he's your guy. (laughs) No, no, that's Gladios. What about... um, Ingus is... We're talking about you. You're the guy of... You're the Cup Noodle Man. Am I? Yes, go with it. Hashtag Cup Noodle Man. Hashtag Lovely Boy. Hey. (laughs) Hashtag Noodle Boy. Yes. I don't really... I mean, I do do, like two minute uh, cup of noodles at the moment because it's easy to eat hashtag um, noodle boy hashtag toothless I'm lovely boy hashtag flame grilled noodles we'll, we'll find one for Stephen yes or that'll be next Hipster episode's boy, things no. <laughs> well, I mean that's just obvious <laughs> um, but yeah so that's that's that episode um, I guess yeah. Um, so yeah thank you very much everyone for listening um, hope you enjoyed it uh, leave us a review on iTunes if you're feeling particularly generous um but yeah, until next time, prob- well, see, I probably won't see you around, but I hope you have a good one anyway. Bye, all. Bye, everyone.